I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome to Oz Business Australia's only live markets and business channel. Great to have your company. Just go on midday Eastern Standard Time and of course that is time for the call. 10 stocks, uh, two, um, two experts, <coughs> excuse me, and we get through it all in 60 minutes. And great to have your company, a great list of stocks today. And this is an indication things are getting back to normal. We have two human beings in our Barangaroo studios today uh, joining us for the first time. Usually it's one real person and another Skype person. Uh, but today, Adam Dawes from Shore and Partners. Adam, welcome to the yes. Barangaroo Studios. Thank Good you. to have you Thank here. Jumbe Lou from Tribeca. Good to have you in here Good as to well here. together. So uh, across the table from each other, it is almost going to be a bit of an arm wrestle, I think, as we <laughs> go through our stocks of the day. Um, before we get into your 10 stocks, of course, we look at what are the stocks making news today. And of course, uh, one of the rock stars of the, uh, the Australian share market at the moment, Afterpay, the buy now, pay later giant, has just reached 5 million active customers in the US and a million new sign-ups between March and May. The stock was also up more than 73% in the last 12 months. How high can it go? Have we all missed the boat? Adam, pretty impressive numbers right? for a pretty impressive stock level as well. <laughs> yeah, well, let's get into the hot stuff straight away, hey? Yep. <laughs> um, Afterpay, yeah, look, it's certainly an interesting one. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit perplexed at, at sort of $40 plus on how this thing's going because it, it has really just taken off. I mean, it's all on growth on the US and certainly they're now talking about going into Canada. They're certainly talking about doing some other things. If that growth in the US does continue now, 5 million isn't a lot in the mm. US, like that's not huge. But if they do continue to get that, um, there is huge traction. One warning in all of this is probably those 5 million are probably a lesser economic um, level. So potentially right. they're a little bit easier and potentially they might not be able to pay back. Right. So I think so the pay, credit risk. Correct. The credit on. risk yep. has to be has to be carefully uh, looked at and, and be careful with that. We prefer Zip. Zip pay mm-hmm. in, in that sector. After pay, I think its valuation is ridiculous at the moment. But if that US growth rate can continue, I think then, yeah, um, I think Bell Potter upgraded to a $51 stock uh, oh. today, upgraded their price targets on it. So, yeah, look, the sky's the limit for this one at the moment. So, would you be a buyer? No. Okay. <laughs> Jumbay? <laughs> sky's the limit, but no. no. Too risky for yeah. me. I always find it interesting when analysts put their, uh, for, for such volatile stock, put their target price literally just a few percent above the share well, price to justify a, a buy, you know. Yeah. Buy this stock, you need an upside of at least 40, 50 or more percent um, wow. to, to justify. So I think it's an incredible story. I love this stock. It's delivered a lot of return for all of us, but I agree. Um, it's, it's very hot. Look, this sector... Uh, defied everyone's expectations, has actually benefited 
benefited from this shift to mm. online because people are locked inside their houses. Yeah. Um, but we are in a recession. Don't forget that. And buy now, pay later sector hasn't gone through any recessions. So we don't know how people will respond. We don't know how it will look like. Yeah. So there's enormous amount of risk sitting in that. So just do be mindful that the good news is pricing in the share price. And the risk is somewhat uncertain because we, we don't know how long mm. this recession and maybe people will stop paying and you know how that what that might do. So that is the risk. I agree. I'm started moving to the next tier down. You know, you're moving to Zip, which looks yeah. good. And then the uh, uh, Afterpay lookalike, which is uh, Sezzle, mm. much smaller. So that means the upside for potential growth is enormous yeah. as well. And so. Sezzle's sort of has strong US links anyhow. Mm. Cecil essentially saw Afterpay strong performance in Australia. They actually went to US and replicated Afterpay yes. one year before Afterpay. Mm. But of course, it's off the small base, a smaller company. So it, the growth is, um, well, growth is bigger than Afterpay, but it didn't, um, you know, in terms of absolute terms, it's not as fast because, ah. as large, because Afterpay has a lot more money throwing yeah. at it. So, but it's in growing incredibly strong as well and it's doing very well. So it's a Afterpay lookalike next tier down. So is it on a, a better PE than than Afterpay? No. Oh, so <laughs> no. they're all. <laughs> yeah. They all up there. Right. So, um, but how it works is Afterpay is becoming very large and it's quite mature now in Australia. Right. So do remember that. Um, so now what you're paying now for the US, for UK, for every other market. Yeah. Whereas these other little ones, they're so little, um, they still have a lot more runway um, in terms of growth. So right. you do need to pay attention to right. some of those. So um, if Afterpay proven to be a very successful model, all these other ones will do far better in yeah. terms of returns. There you go. Very sexy stock and sector to uh, to kick off the day with. Uh, our first um, stock that's been suggested by you, and thank you, Maggie, for sending this in, uh, Strike Energy. Um, it's basically a, um, a gas producer, but has just done a deal um, to uh, to develop um, in the which basin? Perth, Perth. basin. Um, what do you think, Adam? Uh, look, uh, oil and gas exploration is a very, very tough space, and yeah. I would warn, was it Maggie? I would uh, yes. warn our, our viewers to be very careful uh, about going into these ones. These are, um, they need a lot of cash, and they burn a lot of cash when they're drilling and they're exploring. So oh. they will come back to the market to raise some potentially some more capital. And uh, a Strike Energy also just made a failed attempt to take over another stock, uh, Warrigo, uh, WGO is the stock code. So. Um, potentially, you know, they're sort of trying to uh, accumulate or bring in some more assets to keep the growth going. So that's a little bit of concern for me as well. Um, look, they've got some cash in the bank. They just raised some capital. Um, if for that kind of style, I mean, you can see on the share price, it is quite volatile. I'd be careful. Uh, I Look, I'd, I'd go for a larger capped stock. Uh, in that oil and gas exploration, and you know, there's plenty of them out there to right. do that. Like what? Um, well, oil search, right. would, okay. you know, even that's having some troubles at the moment. Or you know, Woodside. Yeah. I mean, that's probably yep. balance yep. sheet. That's sort of where I'd sit. If you were to do this, you wouldn't put more than sort of two percent of your portfolio in there. Be very, right. very careful. So for me, it's a no. Yep. I wouldn't be buying it. I'd choose better quality. Okay, Jumbo. Oh, absolutely. It's a it's it's on a speculative end, um, and oil and ga well, gas in uh, Western Australia they got plenty of gas over there, mm. and the prices is tough. Um, so you know, to me, it's very speculative. Um, you know, uh, yes, the share price had a good run, but remember, it's uh, somewhat linked also to the oil prices as well. So you know, you might as well go high quality businesses uh, such as Oil Search, um, or you can go Beach. Um, yeah. You know, and then they. 
they all sort of have come off a lot um, and offers better value and it gives you a good link to the oil price if you positive, yeah. you know, bullish oil price. Because oil price is starting to move over the last couple of weeks. That's right. Is it time to, is the cycle changing? For all, do you think? Uh, it's really tough because the decision's made overseas, isn't yeah. it, by look, OPEC. Oh, look, the problem is, OPEC, so yeah, so in terms of so supply side, they tried everything, or they, they cut all the productions. Yep. And But that's not enough to offset the demand for, because every country was in lockdown, so there was no demand. So Airlines. demand was still out. Yeah, so the, oh. the cut was uh, 10, 10 million barrels a day, and the demand for was 25 million barrels a day. So still building inventory. That's why oil price went negative, uh, oil, mm. ship, uh, oil yeah. future went negative. Now, the, with the uh, lifting of the lockdown, potentially things might be looking a bit better. That's why oil prices started looking, uh, moving quite, you know, like a de delta. Yeah. So you buy oil price on future lifting and possibly improving outlook for global, um, you know, recession, that sort of, you know, V-shape or U-shape recovery yeah. to buy that. So on a six month view, oil looks, I'm very constructive oil. I mm. think it looks pretty decent. Yeah. But in between, you will have volatility because you, yep, you have trade downs. war, you have all that, you yep. know, that will impact your sentiment drive the oil okay. price at this point. All right, so a no for strike. Yeah, yeah. online digital business for elite athletes. Correct. That's right. Uh, used by Port Adelaide players So yeah. and started by a, a couple of um, high-performance coaches out yeah, of the that's sport right. industry. Yeah, it's yeah. very innovative and it's very exciting and it's got a good, um, actually got really good growth runway, um, but of course share price was impacted by, you know, the sh sport shutdown globally. Mm, um, yeah. Nothing's happening. So, um, but, um, you know, but I think for this business, it seems to have something really real about it. Um, uh, if company is still talking to the cash flow breaking even, so remember, it's a little bit uh, speculative because yep. it's not, it's still spending money to grow like many growth companies. Companies. So, but I do expect this one to be very leveraged to the opening up of the sporting events. Right. A bit like points bets, you know, mm, and yeah. the share price will mm. do quite well as that. So look at that. Back in early 2016, mm. up around yeah, four dollars, mm. down a dollar forty-seven. Can it get back to four bucks? Do you think? The runways on it is a little bit tough now because the investor um, psyche has changed in this one. When yeah. you can see it going up from into 2016, there was a lot of speculative money, a lot yeah. of hot money coming in, yeah. and there now it's all about how much how much can they sell this for? You know, what are our yeah. metrics? And the different investor uh, starts to change. Yeah. So I think yeah, probably it's going to be a little bit tough. Um, they do have circa around about 25 million cash on the balance sheet. So look, that's okay but a very tough business when nobody's playing any sport. So yeah. I'd be really cautious on this one. Some of the directors are, are, are quite good in this business and they do they do know what they're doing. And it is well supported in the US here in Australia for yeah. all of the teams because it's fantastic technology to match, show how many meters they've run, how many tackles they've done, yeah. what they've done, all this kind of stuff. It's yeah. amazing technology. But uh, I think in this environment, you probably could go for something else that potentially has, and, and certainly some of the other technology businesses out there have a better grow, growth runway going forward. So okay. it's a no from me as well. Right. Okay. Um, I know. I know. Lots of high performance coaches have shares in Catapult, <laughs> and that, that that was one of the reasons why they launched. They they got all these high performance coaches on who run all these teams and use all the equipment around the world to uh, buy shares in the float. So yeah, I do think there's, there's a trade a in there. Yeah, I do think there's a trade in there mm -hmm. though in terms of right. um, trade, you know, ups, it will upside in the short term just where, as those sports started getting yeah. um, put on again Back because I know it. in the US is pretty keen to. And I know they've got to get going. into China and I mm. think they're going to try and 
uh, target sub-elite sports as well. Uh, right. They're in elite at the moment, mm. but it's that sub-elite next tier well, down that's huge, then, is mm. massive. Yeah, um, but at the other end, you're fighting Apple Watches and Fitbits mm. <laughs> and all that sort yeah. of stuff, mm. isn't it? So, yeah, which is coming up from the, the consumer end. So it is a fascinating business. Um, all right, our, uh, our next stock is the stock exchange itself. Jumbay, what do you think? Um, oh, great business. Um, it's, uh, it's been incredibly defensive during this period. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it's uh, when market volatility picked up in March, uh, market collapse, uh, they are the beneficiary of it because the turnover was so high, they actually benefit from it. Yeah. And subsequently, last month, we had all these capital raisings. That's good for them as well. So um, all in all, they've been a beneficiary of it and the share price demonstrate that as well. Yeah. Now, going forward, you have to remember this. So this is a defensive business. So if the market is going to rally from here on, as people pile into companies that actually been sold off and trying to get return, this one's not going to give you much return. Right. You're looking at low single digit, companies not growing that much, aside from the current period, a little bit of abnormal sort of um, activity and the like. Right. Um, the growth is pretty small and you're paying big price for it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I sort of think there probably is a little bit more sort of uh, runway for growth. I mean, mm. uh, volume wise, uh, average daily volume is up 57% mm. private previously corresponding period. So there's some, and you're right, it's all about that volume going forward. But through the GFC, we raised about $100 billion. I think we're about $20 billion of the raising so far at the moment. So oh. there is potential that mm. we could, can, the companies still need to raise money and there still will be that. And that's really Gee, one of their that biggest... That puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Because yeah. you're thinking, wow, a lot of companies are raising money. Uh, yes, but there's a lot are. more, to, which they are. Yeah, but a lot more to come. Well, yeah, we've had NAB, Cochlear, you know, yeah. the bigger ones in there, but mm. we haven't had the BHPs or the Rios right. or the, you know, mm. sort of, which they don't need to because their commodity prices are yeah, so yeah. high. Yeah. Mm. Um, but you, 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 yes, we need some of those bigger companies, which is billions and billions of dollars that they're raising yeah. versus mm. sort of these smaller mid-tier ones. NAB certainly not smaller mid-tier, but <laughs> you know, so that trading, that trading activity uh, has, and they've got some various lines. There's options, futures, uh, equities, you know, there's, there's a couple yeah. of bows to the string of ASX. Looking on the chart though, I agree, it's mm. probably reached its top. Mm. Um, but you know, if they can continue to get that volume and look, it's a defensive dividend player. So, mm. you know, the banks aren't paying dividends anymore, or well, not anymore, for the last six months, they've deferred their dividends for a couple there. Potentially, that's another dividend bow that, you know, we could get investors involved right. in because it is quite secure on those dividends. So what's yeah. their yield? But what are they doing at the moment? Uh, but it's probably about 6 or 7%. Wow. Um, oh, I think it'll be a little bit lower than little that. Lower. Yeah. Right. Um, but I agree with you. I think the capital raising activity will potentially picking up. Uh, uh, probably around the result time in the second half mm. of this year. Just as many companies did the desperate capital raising's done, and now we're going to the quiet period and then potentially pick up as the result right. comes through and the company can dictate their terms and raise capital. So that is um, you know, why currently the earning look great for ASX. Um, and, uh, but however, going forward, quite a big, uh, big part of their earning, uh, probably up to 30% is that in that option mm. and derivative and yeah. interest rate sensitive space. So with lower interest rate generally, it does mean it's harder um, for them to generate return on that front. So just that's probably more medium term, more longer term sort of pressure in mm. terms of earnings. Yeah. Um, it's it's very defensive. Um, you know, for me, it's probably a hold. Very defensive. Um, done very well. But you know, with, whether I will put fresh money in, I think it's just a little bit harder yeah. at this where point. Do, where do they grow? Um, do they? 
there was talk a, a while ago of uh, consolidation of stock exchanges around the world, mm. becoming yep. a global yep. market. Is that, I, still, I still think that can is happen. Is that still Well, the there's a couple of things. Singapore obviously tried to take over ASX and the government said yep. no. So yep. that, that's fine. But the ASX has definitely been moving to more of an Asian-style uh, exchange where mm. we're putting numbers in our three-letter stock codes. Instead of BHP or whatever, it's AD8. So we're put, starting to put numbers inside of those things. So that's a move towards being more uh, a centralised or Asian centralised uh, hub. Um, from that, yeah, absolutely, you could see exchanges around the world sort of starting to get together. It is a, a government risk going forward. But yeah, absolutely, that, that, that is something that you can look at. The dividend yield is 4.3% plus yeah. 100% franking. So mm. that's where we're at. Okay. Yeah. On that one. All right. Okay, let's uh, look at our next stock from the, the ASX. This one's from Ben. Thanks for sending it in, mate. Uh, Wagner's Holding. Um, what a, uh, infrastructure business. Cement manufacturers builds roads, bridges. Airports. What do you reckon? Oh, it's uh, yes, uh, it's uh, it was one of the very hot IPOs many years ago, <laughs> and sure uh, it's the most expensive. Uh, well, no, let's not claim that, but uh, domestically, it's one of the most expensive uh, builder. Well, you know, um, the stock that's in that building material space. Um, it's very tightly held and centric, Queensland centric, pretty much. Um, they have a small business exposed offshore, but. You know, it's it's a contract they've been looking to win, and it could potentially be very creative. But that contract has been um, going on since IPO, and uh, we haven't heard any more yeah. on that front. Should they've been hammered, haven't they? And haven't yeah, come because back they, at all. they no, because one is it's expensive. Two is that it supplies to borrow as well. They had a dispute, and then uh-huh. borrow just said, "Look, we're gonna." not going to do this and uh, so earning fall was enormous and then i think they're still in court about who's paying for what and june 4 I june think. 4th yeah, i think so um there's a lot of uncertainties on that front and the stock is not exactly cheap compared to borrows trading on yeah. 10 12 times yeah. um and this one's on i think closer to 20 or high high teens even, even at this low share price yeah, absolutely. And I, I was thinking that Andrew Wyland, which is a guest here, that usually he's very, very, I thought he might have asked the question on yeah. that one. But, um, but no, he, um, but yeah, I, I, I look, I agree. I, I wouldn't be anywhere near it. I, I don't think you need to. I mean, there's better other infrastructure plays and borrow. We're, we're running the rule over that right now. It's sort of $2.50. It actually looks pretty good it's down Very here. cheap. Yeah, it's so like, you know. A lot of debt. Yeah. Uh, a lot of debt, though. Um, right. Yeah, I, I've but everyone, been a fan. Everyone's I'm, treating it like a dog at the moment yeah, going, oh, this is, this is a terrible business at the moment. Yeah, it is. But, it, well, sorry, it, it's a more of a turnaround style of story for us. And, mm. you know, if that runway can continue and, um, you know, they've, they've had issues within America, that's yeah, been a real yeah, problem horrible. for them. So, you know, maybe they divest, maybe they do something there. But look, it doesn't look too bad down here, Borrow. Mm. Um, yeah, look, I think it's uh, everything has a price and value-wise, Borrow is very, very cheap. I think I would be, there is a little bit of concern that we're heading into, could be a multi-year downturn in this construction sort of space. You know, so how are they going to sell those U.S. assets is going to be tough as well. Um, Mm. We're in a recession, unemployment probably, yeah, 20, 23%, may even reach 20%, right? So uh, unemployment. So it's it's just there's so much uncertainty of how you can unlock that value. And they don't have a CEO. (laughs) That's another problem. So, you know, ideally you find a CEO and then you find a strategy of selling off U.S. and, uh, you know, get raise the money and then, you know, stabilize Australia and you get a higher earnings multiple. But that's a lot of work to, to do that. So I think, you know, for, um, you know, it depends on what sort of investor you are, you know, how long term can you take and how much trust and faith you can put in the board to find the right person to do that job. Mm. So could you equate 
mm. bore all a bit like Webjet and Flight Sender two months ago and go just mm. absolutely crushed, um, re-engineer the business, and then there's value that's on its knees. Is that so, uh, is that why you're looking at it? Yes, I'm just looking at it. I mean, we we think obviously if they get that new CEO, that's going to be the key. Okay, you know, so, is management really? So, so if you're going to invest, wait wait for that. Absolutely, because right. what he's going to do is come in, clear the decks. Yep. Get all the skeletons out of the closet, downgrade the stock, mm. and then in, so it could fall further. Correct, and then right. he goes in three years' time. Look what yeah. I've done. I've got it yeah. from whatever to you know whatever, and uh, look, and I great. So you got to be a little bit careful. Um, you know, when we run a ruler over a stock, we sort of give it sort of two months. We're sort of keeping an eye on it. We're looking mm, at it. Okay. We're, we're making sure that it's doing the right thing. And I think you got time with Borrell. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Right. Wagner's on the other hand, I don't like. Um, Courts, and I don't like when stocks get involved in litigation because it's just uncertainty and markets hate uncertainty. And you can see by the chart there that yep. that sort of bottom line where it's not going to do anything until that uncertainty has yep. moved forward. Mm. But, and Jumbay is still expensive at that low price for Wagner's. Yeah, look, absolutely. Because <laughs> okay. the earnings fallen so far. Yeah, mm. okay. All right, there you go, Ben. Uh, no for Wagner's, even at this low price, but keep an eye on Borel. Wait for see what the new chief executive is like. Um, sticking with uh, with building and construction, if you like, um, our next stock, our fifth one of the ten for the call today, Fletcher Building, one of New Zealand's biggest companies in that building construction market. Jumbo. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I I must say the overall building materials I can't get too excited about. Just as right. we touched on before, we are heading into a could be a multi-year of weaker cycle uh, for building material for construction. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because it's not actually because coronavirus pushed things out definitely, but they, we actually just coming off a peak. Um, in terms of home completion and construction. You look at the CSR re- result and a couple of other building material, you know, the earnings is still holding there okay. So we are going to see that step down uh, in the next 12 to 18 months. This is without coronavirus impact, yeah. uh, without any consumer recession, all these issues. So um, so that is definitely going to happen. And um, and then what Fletcher uh, came out yesterday and they said, look, we expect the things to be really tough for 18 months. And then we stabilize at that lower level. So consensus all expecting a sharp v-shape pick up you know post that 12 month and pick up significantly but we need immigration to drive uh, to grow us because um, yeah. you know two-thirds of our population growth was from immigration mm-hmm. and yeah. that looks like it's going to be on hold for some time so it's looking actually pretty tough for that whole space and Fletcher it, I must say it's one of the cheaper one as well hasn't really bounced back yeah. um, maybe there's a trade but it just the whole space is not very exciting right. and there will be issues over the next 12 18 months that you will okay. you won't see price ra- rally away right. uh, you will just have a bounce and then go sideways yeah. and then drift off again so wait for the cycle <laughs> oh, it's turn. too early yeah. to go into that yeah, cycle. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, um, yeah, I mean, um, the, the other side of it is, and when we saw that chart come up, it was creating yeah. new lows at the moment. And I think yeah. they came out and said they were going to sack uh, a lot of staff as well because they just need to uh, reduce costs. Um, and, you know, a lot, 25% of their revenue does come from um, big buildings and, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And Fletcher was very, very good with the earthquakes in New Zealand. That's when it did quite well because yep. it was just rebuilding these cities going forward. So, touch wood. Touch wood. That, no, does, that, that doesn't happen that again. That doesn't lead to a recovery. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I think Fletcher, and, and also we've seen so many industries after coronavirus have just stopped. The construction industry has just kept going. Yeah. You know, they haven't, they haven't stopped. So, yeah. That building is continued, so supply is there. 
but demand's not there because immigration isn't coming in. And that's the key point for anything in this building sector is that immigration. You've got the supply building up, you know, like oil, it's building up. Now they've got to have demand and there's no demand. So I'd be really careful on that. All right. Okay. So don't look at that with uh, with Fletcher's. Lend-lease. Lend-lease would be a better call. For me, oh. that that that's why uh, just probably a better run business, better management, and right. um, they could get more cycle uplift uh, for, and better balance sheet. So okay. you're staying away from no, that. No, uh, look, I, I think uh, better than the others, but within right. the property trust sector, I'd go something else. I okay. think the cycle's tough. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's halfway through the call uh, so far. Let's do a bit of a recap. Uh, Afterpay was our stock of the day. Um, uh, both Adam and Jumbay prefer Zip. Um, sizzle, if you, you know, as the next tier down, maybe. Um, strike a no. If you're going to look at um, oil and gas, uh, Woodside, Oil Search, Beach, better performance. Uh, Catapult, a no. ASX, no from Adam, a hold from uh, Jumbay. Wagner's a no. Uh, keep an eye on Boral on that space. Um, but you don't need to rush make sure the chief executive appointment is a good one and a no for Fletcher's. Uh, let's get into the second half of the call with our sixth stock and AJ sends the, uh, the next one in. Thank you, AJ. Uh, Clover, um, which I'd never heard of Clover, I must admit. I looked it up and it's in infant formula and I immediately <laughs> thought, how did I know, not know about an infant, uh, another infant formula business that's listed? Um, had pretty good results this week, Jumbo as well. Yeah, I like this company. Um, the share price doesn't look like it. It's, it's been very defensive. I really like it because it um, it has a special technology coming out of the one of the Australian university that they can make omega oil without smell. Because when um, you know when people make omega oil out of yeah. the fish, and there tend to be a strong potent smell, it does and when you put into yeah, yeah, and when you put into infant formula, kids don't like it, yeah. <laughs> and it smells. Um, and uh, and of course, every infant formula wants to have as much omega three and all these you know right. nutrition in there. It looks good. So they are actually their product is actually highly. Uh, in demand to be right. put into and they're one of the very few if not only one that can do this globally without odorless essentially yeah. um so yeah it's, it's been so incredible they, do they do the infant formula themselves no. or is it just the omega part of it which they sell to they other add into formula? that's right. right so they supply into the um you know the different infant formula providers right. uh, globally um and uh, and then now there's talk of going to other product as well um you know that maybe the odor isn't that great to have so um, yeah, it's actually in a what really an interesting niche, business. Really interesting business. Um, a few years ago, they had a bit of issue um, because of contracts and things, um, but then they sort that out. So it's actually really defensive, and it's really a uh, uh, really interesting business. And in that niche, that other people is really not yeah. looking into. Yeah. So worth worth a buy at this price. Oh yeah, I, I definitely worth right. a bar. Okay. And that's a longer term sort of hold for this company as well. Okay. So yeah. you have exposure to infant formula, but a supply into it. And then other nutrients, sort of almost a Blackmore's, yeah. industrial Blackmore's type of potential That's stock. right. And they supply to global infant formula, not just the, um, you know, the local ones. ones. So yeah. it's diversify across the US and the European mm. ones. Yeah, yeah I, think the, I think the real question is, is mm. sort of what you alluded to was that mm. is the uh, infant formula, can they get other verticals that is going to mm. be yeah. as big as infant formula? And I don't think they can. I think they've really cemented themselves in, in that space. And um, that so growth might be a little bit tough for them to come by over the next sort of couple in couple of years. And the way the stock price has rallied has, has um, 
uh, perform very, very well in, in amongst all of this stuff. So it's still a buy from me. I'm still right. comfortable okay. with it. Yeah. But I think you just got to be a little bit cautious around here because if that growth can't be matched or they can't get to that right. new vertical, it's going to be tough. But they do a lot of other stuff. So, you know, um, they put a lot of oils and, and, and these kinds of things into sort of homeopathic stuff. And that's quite a large mm. segment of the market. Um, you know, there's some there's some really interesting products that they've, that they've got in there. So, yeah, comfortable with it. Happy to. But I'll just be just cautious on the price. If we see a little bit of a okay. pullback somewhere along the line, absolutely. So the te- technology is sort of that defensible. No one else can come up with the technology. It's got a bit of yeah. a moat around it. Well, we had the scientists. We, we had the pantry demic, you know, the last month, you know, yeah. where everyone was stockpiling, yeah. and so that's why these numbers that have just come out are looking great because they've just they've, you know, sort of gone through the roof, as well as supermarket numbers and everything else. Yeah. But I think you just got to be cautious uh, of that sort of over. Um, Buying. Essentially, they're linked to the infant formula sort of volume, and the infant formula volume has been fantastic in the yeah. last three, four months. But you're um, confident they can get to other verticals? Yeah, look, in terms of confident or not, um, but I do feel there is good encouraging signs that they can mm. go into other space. Yeah. Um, and just simply for the longer term structural growth in terms of the infant formula, and they cemented their space in that area, right? Mm. So yeah. the growth is going to be large. So uh, recently, um, another interesting thing is in China, there's just been a scandal uh, of local. Um, infant formula um, brand has had some uh, contamination oh, and things. No. Oh. Remember, whenever there's those scandal take place, foreign brands take off. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, a few years ago it, took, it happened, and that's how you know Bellamy and A2 benefited enormously. Right. It just happened again. It's catching a bit of media attention now. Oh, so yeah. in China, so you know, so these are you know longer term in terms of benefit. Right. Benefit is great for the so industry. So A2 and Bellamy's have still had a big leap up. Yeah. They got a mm. bit. They been a bit soft recently in case the Chinese go right we're gonna uh, like like we've been doing with barley, yeah. put up some a blockage for infant formula. But. Yeah, oh, look, I think it's uh, just lately in the last few weeks, mainly people just uh, thought that they've done so well, they need to yeah. take some profit and buy something else. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That they kind of, been it's been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but they might have another leg up on this scandal, do you think? Uh, if that becomes big enough uh, right. into other cities. At the moment, it's only in the city uh, in Hubei where the um, the virus was. Um, uh-huh. So, But it's, uh, if it gets into other cities, mm. it'll be quite big. The only other thing that I'd mm. say to that is that uh, the the die gals that, that with mm. their suitcases aren't coming in to Australia oh, yeah. at mm. the moment. So mm. there is that. Because they're usually students. Well, that's right. <laughs> that's right, yeah. 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 They're going to fly them in. Now. Yeah, they got to. Well, that's <laughs> it. So so that that is a concern that, that yeah. a lot of um, chemist warehouse uh, volume is done by that and suitcases, yeah. you know, sort of moving in and out. Yeah. So you just got to be a little bit careful because. Once international travel starts to open up, absolutely, then you know you can do yeah. it. But that diagal is a big component yeah. of these guys and infant formula sales. Absolutely, uh, just on A two, it's actually considered as a New Zealand company in China. Oh, yeah, there you go. New Zealand because a few years ago when we had issues about the Australian brand and everything A2 is not part of it because the Chinese oh, consider that as a New Zealand brand oh, okay all right good one there so uh, so AJ Clover you're on to a good thing there yeah um, our next stock is Alliance Aviation it's sort of a, a charter business they do a lot with miners and ferrying fly in fly out workers to remote areas and been doing a bit for the AFL in terms, <laughs> in terms of flights around Australia for, for teams. Um, Adam, what do you reckon of Alliance Aviation? 
I was like you on this one. I hadn't. I mean, you said that about Clover. You hadn't seen it. I hadn't really looked yeah. at Alliance Aviation before. I've flown on it. I flew out of Wyala with right. the Port Adelaide team. I had no idea it was listed. Yeah, yeah. Like I looked at it and look. Actually, the share price has actually done really, really well. I yep. mean, obviously Virgin going under or going into receivership certainly has helped uh, their business. Yep. But I actually looked on their website and they go to all of these fantastic towns around Australia. Yeah. that um, I didn't even think there was flights going to these things. So, yeah, it's in the FIFO, the fly-in, fly-out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think the way we should look at uh, Alliance Aviation is that it is has been a beneficiary of the recent coronavirus. That right. they, they, they have definitely benefited. One, because Virgin's fallen over. But two, you know, they still people still need to get those fly-in, yeah. fly-out guys. They still need to move around. They still need to do that. And these guys have been a real beneficiary. But you look at that share price and that's absolutely rock solid. So I'm a bit annoyed that I haven't seen this one previously. <laughs> Can it grow from here? Look, I'd have to do more work on it. I think it looks okay. Um, the, the economy, everything else is moving in the right yeah. direction. And when domestic travel really opens up, these guys might do quite well. So I, I'm actually enjoying I, I like it. I think it's a buy. Okay. I'll go out there and say it. Yeah, right. So this company, uh, it's probably the best performing airline in the last three months yeah. globally. Yeah. And the, the main reason <laughs> being globally, I, I would call that. Um, well, that is certainly going to appear on their website, yeah, I reckon, as of tomorrow. If Alliance is watching, uh, the best performing airline in the world in the last three months. Let's go to the next bit, but. <laughs> Always a but. Look, the but is the reason it's best performing is because it's benefit enormously from this uh, um, the lockdown, the fly-in, fly-out, uh, the coronavirus. You know why? Because the mining company have to keep going. Yeah. And, but then they have social distancing requirement. Yeah. So they have to fly in and out more often because right. they can't keep that many people on they site. They can't put a full way. ship through. That's right. right. Yeah. So this is what's happening. So the earning is actually slightly inflated on the basis of it. Right. So right now. Okay. And then if you look at the earning, look at the good company, and it's, it's essentially a mining services yes. airline. Airline yeah. for mining yeah. services. Yeah. And so right now, earnings inflated. And you look at that sort of slightly inflated earnings, it's on 12 times. Now, yeah. mining services you don't pay anything more than 12 times. So yeah. the, the in terms of value, Valuation, it's pretty full. So to me, that's it's it's kind of in that vicinity. You do want to take profits because right. you know once the lockdown gets lifted and mining companies will you know trying to be efficient, make the workforce more efficient, yep. and flying out a bit less. And okay, you know. but what about uh, say Virgin 2.0 comes out? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be owned by private equity or consortiums, and they won't be able to provide any competition to Alliance in that that mining area. Some some of them started to. Uh, Virgin, I think, started to try and do deals with the camps and uh, Qantaslink, I know, certainly did. Mm. Mm. But as they come back, will they just forget that market? in a re-engineering of the businesses? We don't know that. So yeah. it depends on who is the owner and, and what they're going to do. If it's an Asian operator, they will go for low margin, right? right? So you have to, that's actually then become very negative for the cozy sort of duopoly in different right. markets yeah. and the like. So it's actually will be very threatening. So that represents a fair bit of risk for incumbent like Qantas and, you know, but these guys in the smaller yes. areas, yeah, especially. Yeah, Maybe they won't focus initially. Maybe it's really about the price between Qantas and themselves. Yeah. So I think it's come down to who I, I think I think that the, they will look at every route and they won't mm. be doing the Sydney to Wyala. They won't be no. doing the Sydney mm. to um, 
Broken Hill. Yeah. But they will definitely do Sydney to Melbourne, Sydney yeah. to Brisbane. They'll do the big routes to start with, yeah. find their feet, and then they can move on. And that gives yeah. Alliance that little bit of an upper edge yeah. while Virgin are still trying to get on their feet. Yeah. And then Qantas is obviously probably fairly scared about what this thing's going to mm. look like because you've seen Qantas' mm. share price fall, rally up, and now it's just sort of sitting sideways. And we really don't know because Qantas doesn't really yeah. know they're going to be discounting as much as they can to get bums on seats to start with. So there's yeah. going to be this massive volume. yeah, volume, mm. three months of getting people back on and getting people up and running again. Mm. But then after that, I think it's going to be tough. Yeah. And okay. Virgin yeah. should be fairly good at what they yeah. do, though. And of course, Rex is in this market as well. Yeah, isn't yeah. 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 that's true. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. So Alliance, uh, a yes from, uh, from Adam and no from Jumbay. Um, our next stock is from Evan. Thanks, mate, for sending it through. ResMed, the um, uh, massive medtech company, great Australian company and brand, is that in that sleep apnea? Mm. But then going into more respiratory mm. type products, isn't it? Mm, that's right. Look, it's done incredibly well over the years. It used to be the cheaper healthcare you buy, mm. you know, compared to the cochlear and the other. But now these days, it trade at pretty high multiple, very yeah. full multiple, all because. Um, 10% of its business, just slightly over 10% of its business can make ventilators. And that was in high demands, right? Yeah. So, um, and um, you know, there was a lot of demand and people you know, rushing in wanting to buy this stock. But don't forget a big part of the business, like you said, is it's a sleep business. Yeah. And it actually gets um, severely uh, disrupted by this uh, um, COVID-19 shutdown. Mm. So going forward in the next six, eight months, the earning actually will look pretty tight or pretty hard because the big part of business will fall, um, whereas uh, the small part of business may be doing better. Um, and we've heard from Fisher and Paykel how much demand there is. So in the short term, that business will do well. And that's why share price rally hard on the basis of it. Um, but in the next 12 months, the real you know, overall earnings looking pretty tight, pretty hard right. to get okay. to. Yeah. All right. That's the sell so, for me. Yeah. yeah. It's a sell uh, for you. Take, your, a, take, take profit. profit. Take profit. Yep. Finally, we disagree on something. <laughs> I think it's a buy and I'll buy it all day long. I think it's a fantastic yeah. business and I'll continue to buy it. I'll go on record now to say that I think ResMed is the next CSL. Whoa, uh, really whoa. Adam, yeah. hang on. I'm just going to write that down. Hopefully ResMed is listening okay. as well on that one. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, absolutely, I, I think you know they've, they've got the runway, they've got the growth, they've got the management, um, they, their earnings are going to be a little bit softer and I take a longer term view and I've been buying this from $7. Um, this is a fantastic business. Um, so yeah, earnings will come off a little bit. There, there has been talk in the market that the ventilator sales should top up a little bit more of the of the mask sales. Yeah. Um, but I still think this is a very, very good quality business and uh, I will continue to keep buying it all the way through. Wow. Okay. So good management and yep. executives. Yep, absolutely. Uh, one of the reasons that's always being put to me is that once you buy one of their machines, you're yep. actually you're a sticky customer. You keep upgrading. You've you got to renew you buy your masks. accessories. And, yeah, yeah, and they only last three, six months. So you've got to buy another one. And then right. um, they've done a fantastic job at home testing as well, which is the What's next biggest leg up that they've had is that basically... When you used to have sleep apnea, your doctor would say you got sleep apnea. You had to go into a sleep clinic and you have to spend oh, yeah. a night, spend the night connected up yeah, all yeah. your wires oh, yeah. and all that Dad kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. So now what they do is it's like a like an iPod. I'm showing my age here, but it was like a, a, a mobile phone that could sit next to your bed and basically listen to your breathing and could uh, diagnose you once you take it back to the doctor, you could diagnose that, that you have sleep apnea. Ah. So by home testing, you're able then to get a huge or a wider audience. And then right. from there, you're able to then sell your products. 
we are also getting a lot bigger and we are in Western societies certainly getting fatter. So that again is another health issue and sleep apnea is actually a, a disease. So you, you stop breathing for 10 seconds yep. at a time, yeah. which oxygen isn't going to your brain and it is a big health risk yeah. going forward. Yeah. They moved into heart attack uh, area or they're monitoring rhythmic uh, things as well. So these guys have got a lot of R&D and they're doing really, really mm. well at it. So I'm a big okay. buyer of Resmed. Not that my, my wife is overweight. I'd be the last person <laughs> to say that, but she's a bit of a snorer. So, and it's, yeah, maybe get a home. Definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> check it out. She's Absolutely. slim, she's gorgeous, <laughs> but she just snores a bit. So I might, uh, I might do that home one. Yeah. Uh, so there you go, Evan, a big rap from uh, Adam, not so much from Jumbe, who yeah. thinks take a few profits on it. Oh, absolutely. Look, it just in terms of healthcare, it's good company, but it's a competitive <laughs> space. Take some profit, put into Ramsey, things like Ramsey. That yeah. will see a V-shaped recovery. Share price was $80, now it's below below 70, 60, you know, $66, went mm. to 50. Um, elective surgery is coming back. You know, right. just in terms of the return yeah. you can generate is enormous, um, okay. you know, in the 12 month. Whereas Resmed, look, it's expensive, it's done well, take some profit. Okay, yep. switch to Ramsey. Are you a fan of Ramsey? Yeah, we, that, that's our two biggest uh, holdings in the healthcare sector is Ramsey and, and Resmed. Uh, that, ah, that's what we buy okay. in that healthcare space. Right, okay. yeah, absolutely. Interesting. All right, our next stock uh, comes from Peter and uh, we're going right completely <laughs> opposite to, to Resmed into the rare earth business. Uh, Linus, which is a rare earth miner and, uh, and refiner. Now, remind me what rare earths are again. <laughs> Look, what are they? they sound exotic, but yeah. I think they've been used. Uh, it's a material that gets used to into a lot of industrial materials. Um, yep. So, and then in terms of, uh, it's very much leveraged to the activities that's taking place globally. You know, when there's mm. a lot of activity, building high rises and things. So, oh, okay. um, it's uh, it's it's rare earth is actually not that rare, but China produce a big part of it. Right. So um, and then um, and then previously, what drove the rare earth is depends on what China does. You know, if China China is not exporting that much, and then they have internal um, right. sort of uh, consumption, then the rare earth might run away. Or if there's a trade war happening between China and US, then suddenly any rare earth that's produced outside China becomes very valuable because right. where do you get it from? China yeah. supply a big part of it. Mm. So yeah, so it's uh, it's it's not that rare, but it's uh, it's it's a very very uh, important material that to be used. Mm. So I'll go on from that, yeah. that, that basically China produces the, the world supply mm -hmm. of it. Um, however, Linus is the only company outside of China that produces rare earths. Oh. Okay. Oh. And they've just done a deal with the American government or the US government to, to source some of those rare earths um, because the US government, which puts it into uh, electronic optical systems, defense systems, uh, computing, that kind of thing, you need that rare earth component. Um, America doesn't want to be beholden to China. And mm -hmm. so now they've now taken uh, a, a, a production, they've taken some of the stake of Linus to get some of that production going forward. So it's a really big tick for Linus that they're doing that. The risk is with Linus is Malaysia. Because mm -hmm. what's happened is that they've got their mine here, Mount Catlin here in Australia, so that's great and they're producing it. But what they do is then they stick it on a barge and then they ship it up to Malaysia. Once it gets to Malaysia, they have to process it, and it's quite a dirty metal to process, right. and it's quite pollutant. Uh, ah. Is that the right word? Pollu yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, pollutant to, to, to the rest. And Malaysia said, yep, we'll have your plan, and we'll you know, take a profit and all that kind of stuff. 
But what happened is the Malaysian government, while coronavirus, they stopped it. They said you're not allowed to produce anymore. And so there's this, you've got geopolitical risk, which is definitely a huge risk for you. Yeah. In Malaysia, we don't know what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. So everyone right. who invests in Linus must be careful about what that Malaysian government is going to do. Right. And I think it's on a two-year contract rolling. So Malaysian government might turn around and say, we're not going to do this anymore because there was a lot of protests from people. There was a lot of the locals protesting about this Is that this the plan. reason they didn't build a refining operation here because they just wouldn't have got through EPA? The, the yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, it's expensive to do things here in Australia. So they moved offshore right. uh, to do it. And so Malaysian government, so that's one risk. But the other side of it, if you look at it, they're the only, com- uh, only company in the world right. that is producing rare earths outside of China. So they do have some really good offtake agreements with like Fujitsu, some of these bigger, right. larger companies wanting to get access and so to So those that. American companies mm. who want it, they buy it out of China as well, do they? Yep. At the moment? Yes. So if there's a trade war. That's correct. right. So whenever you see this headline trade war, Linus share price goes up. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. As it goes Especially through. now that they signed that deal. Yeah, it's, the um, you do see, yeah, there's a fair bit of um, demand for the product. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I, think, I think it's a tick. I, I like it. I mean, I, I've been a buyer and it's a good trading stock because mm. it is quite volatile. Right. It does move around a fair bit. Mm. So, but I'm a buyer. I, I think, you know, with that backdrop of that sort of a macroeconomic, mm. the risk is Malaysia and you've just got to be careful right. with that one. Yeah, small mm. position in the portfolio. It's a speculative mm. buy. Right. Mm. Yeah, interesting company though. Is it? And thank you for sending in the stocks today. <coughs> I thought it was, I learned a lot from companies that I had no idea were, were listed on the market. It was yeah, that's right. So if you uh, you look at it with uh, with Alliance and Linus and Clover, um, mm. it's a, a really good mixture. Uh, thank you, you two. Has good the to hour, see has you. The hour it's gone a, already. Yep, exactly oh, right. right. It's amazing. <laughs> we just keep going through. Plenty more where that's coming from. Really appreciate your time. Good to be here. Thank, and thank you. Thank you for coming into the into the studio. Yeah. Um, Everything starting to get back to normal at Tribeca, is it? Absolutely. We're very excited to see each other. You know, it's been two (laughs) months. (laughs) <laughs> is it and and it's sure as well yeah yep, we're all back in the office yeah. everyone's back are you noticing a difference because i should imagine with both of your organizations uh bouncing off colleagues mm. must be really important mm. sort of uh, and doing it personally absolutely um it's when you make a call to someone mm. it's always you know you have to have a reason tend yeah. to be like that but when you're sitting across from someone you just look up going what does that what, what do you think about yeah. that yeah. and it's just that you know cross-pollination people say that you know it's, it really works in the team dynamic yeah. um, but i must say these days the zoom work pretty well you know yeah. you do more regular team meetings and the like by that company that's leveraged to that yes yeah. um, my nephew uh, what is it? Oh, yeah. My right. net phone. N- M- M- N- M- My net phone. M- yeah, M- ah, N- F- okay. My net phone. All right. Yeah, right. Yes. I'll have a look at that one. There yeah. you go. Important at Shore as well. Uh, yeah, look, I, I sit on a, on a floor with 50 guys so uh, and ladies, but um, yeah, so it, it, the activity and it's just hearing the ideas and yeah. I did a couple of day trades this morning, um, you know, on some biotechs with some good announcements. I would have never looked at it, but I know a guy next to me looks at biotechs and he said, have a look at this one. We made a couple of trades. So that, that, that kind of thing. And what was that one? <laughs> He's not set yet. No, 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 I'm set, I'm, <laughs> out, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, I'm four minutes. So I was in and out. A and P is the uh, right. Yeah, they have oh, okay. FDA approval. So all right. Um, okay. Yeah, so. All right. That's always biotech's are way over my head. Yeah, let me tell exactly. you. Oh, all right, guys. Thank you for that. Let's just recap on the uh, on the last five. Fletcher and no. Clover, yes, with the non-smelly fish oil into infant oil. 
Uh, Alliance Aviation, yes from Adam, no from Jumbay. Um, ResMed, a yes every day of the week. And I've written down, Adam says, the next CSL. Uh, Jumbay say, saying, take your profits and switch into Ramsey. And, um, and a speculative, yes, speculative buy on Linus, the rare earth miner and refiner. So uh, appreciate all of your suggestions. If you've got any other suggestions for our 10 stocks to follow, by all means send them in. Uh, email to the call at osbiz.com.au, our Twitter handle if you want to send through the suggestions on Twitter at osbiz.tv. <laughs>